Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for choosing to spend your afternoon here with Pat, Caesar, and myself. For those who don't know, I'm Patricia Ogunfeber, and I do a podcast show to help people maximise property values. It's called Maximising Property Values, and there is a link to the main listening uh, uh, platforms above if you're in the room. Uh, but you can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google, Audible. So if you're interested, you can just go to those platforms and search for maximising property values and you will come across it. If you like it, why not subscribe? If you listen to any of the shows, why not review the one that you've listened to? Because it will be great. Thank you. And it doesn't have to be, oh, I love it. It can be, oh, I hated it. But if you do hate it, tell me why and let me you know see what I can do to make it even better um so before I used to do uh, this just on my own as a monologue but since November 2021 I've been inviting guests to come and talk with me on Clubhouse and I call that the guest series so today my guest is Pat Caesar so let's get to know Pat a little bit more today. So who is Pat? She's a property entrepreneur from the heart. Her property business is a place to espouse her values and maintain a lifestyle of health and wealth. Pat has appreciation for everything that we are, want to, want to be and become. She says, life is beautiful and it comes in countless choice of expressions of love, peace, joy and gratitude. Pat, welcome to Maximising Property Values. But before we go into your main activities, we want to get to know you better. So here are your questions. So the first question is this. What made you take on your lovely and beautiful ethos? Wow, Patricia, I didn't think I was in for this, to be honest with you. What an introduction. Thank you so much. I think I'm liking this podcast thing now. Um, I know the number of people on, on here, on, uh, well, listening or on it at the moment isn't huge. But the key thing is the, it's what you're putting into it. Uh, the guest series is an amazing series because it's, you know, I wasn't expecting to <laughs> to be interviewed by you all, spoken to by somebody, by yourself. But it's, it's a beautiful place to be because, um, you know, it, you're bringing out the values, bringing out who we are. You're bringing out, you know, you're showing us ways to actually maximize our property businesses in different ways. But this particular series, I, I think I'm getting to like it now because it's going to make me bring out who I really am. But thank you so much for inviting me. And uh, thank No, thank you. you for coming. <laughs> and thank you too for the question. So who am I getting to know me? Um, it's, it's, it's an honor to be, you know, to be speaking uh, to people. And I know whoever is going to be listening to this in the future or at the moment will really resonate with quite a few things about me. Now, what? who am I? Um, my name is, um, you already know, Pat Caesar. Uh, I live in Kent and um, I've been in Kent for more than 22 years. I used to live in Blackheath in London and we moved into Kent when uh, we needed 
uh, a second home because we wanted to always come on you know, weekends because our daughter was in a public school in Kent. Uh, that's what got me going in the in property business. But prior to that, prior to property business, uh, I used to have companies. The company I ran for a long time was um, an IT company because my background is electronic engineering, but I'm a teacher from the core. I started as a teacher and I went in to do engineering and then I started lecturing in colleges or instructing in engineering courses, electronic basically, and then opened up my first business in, um, in 1992, 93. And that was part time while I was still, you know, teaching at colleges. And so that was the beginning of my, you know, my uh, entrepreneurial sort of um, business, as you were. Um, originally, I am mixed Kenyan and Nigerian, and um, and I've been in the UK for more than thirty six years. Um, most of my adult life, or uh, well, because I'm nearly sixty now, most of my adult life has been in the UK. So I uh, went to university here and did all my things here. And, and it's, a, it's a great place to be in. And I really uh, appreciate the fact that, you know, having lived in this country for such a long time um, has opened my eyes and my heart to really understand and love people a bit more, understand people. I'm a people watcher. I'll sit in the place and just watch people move by and, uh, you know, just uh, think of how I could, you know, be them, which I know I am and how I could love them even more. And that's where the journey for being in property business started from, which is a slight a bit of a, a way from, you know, teaching background and electronic background uh, because I love people. So I brought myself out from those areas where I was serving. Uh, well, teaching was a service. I was serving but to an area where I could actually build up and create more relationship, closer relationship with people in properties. And it allows me to really understand people more, to really show them uh, who I am. And I know that's who they are as well. So it's, it's a relationship thing for me, um, property business. And also it allows me to show that, you know, that we're all one, that there is nothing else there, that we are pure nothingness. Uh, but the key thing is that we are love at core. So property business allows me to be able to be who I am because in building that relationship, it's allowing me to, you know, show the values that I have within me, which I was not able to show because on that, you know, if you are in education, those are, those are people who have been in education, you have educational policies, you have modus operandi, you have curriculum syllabuses where you have to follow. But, you know, in property business, I'm, I'm, I am a business. I am who I am. And I can say what I want to say and be who I want to be. And I know that those things that I would say and be are just pure love. And so that gives me the opportunity to do that. So that's why, uh, because I'm a very active person, I'm always out for exercise. I am always out in the open. And as I, am, as I speak now, I'm in my garden. And uh, so, you know, being a very active sports person since I was a child gets me that thing that, you know, that makes me want to warm up to people even more. And the exercise allows me to demonstrate who I am, uh, which is, you know, expressing the love that I have for people. And so that relationship comes from, and maintaining comes from the heart. And maintaining that relationship with people, um, the, what I do as a lifestyle, the business I do now, allows me to maintain that 
quite easily. So that's why I'm in property business because I can do what I want to do. I spend three hours every day at the gym. Unfortunately, I'm not doing this now, but I'll do that in the evening. I'm not there now, I've just missed my body balance. But, you know, exercise, you know, is a lifestyle that I've taken and my business allows me to do that. Um, lifestyle from showing love, from building relationship, from just showing that we are all the same. I can maintain that through my property business. And, uh, you know, so that's what I'm going to come up to in the 3 uh, three a.m. sleep that I've hardly had. I didn't sleep at all from 3 a.m. Sorry, I didn't sleep until 3 a.m. So I'll talk to you about that. But in a, I'm going to hand over back to Patricia now because I think I've rambled on, but it is a good place to be in. I've rambled on because it's, you know, I love this podcast. It's given me an opportunity to really share who I am from the heart. Over to you, Patricia. Oh, no rambling. You didn't ramble. You were telling us about you, some of your background, how you think, how you feel, which is what this is all about. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, right. So now your second question is this. And you, I always say to people, if you don't want to answer you know, a particular question, don't answer it. it, it you, you're not obliged to answer it. But um these are just questions that I came up with for you. So this is it. Can you share with us two things that have made you exceptionally happy this year? So we're 2022, we're in June at the moment. So anything from 1st of January till today that's made you exceptionally happy, two things. And Pat is on the phone. Um, I know she's got some really difficult guests at the moment. It may well be that they're ringing her um, because they need to be, oh, okay, she's back off the phone. Um, so I was saying- Patricia, sorry for the, sorry for the <laughs> interruption there. As you probably know, it's a busy time for hospitality business. So I'm getting calls. I mean, I've tried to ignore it, but it's just coming nonstop. Sorry about that. Please. No problems, no, none whatsoever. So I was just saying, can you just share with us, if you're able to, two things that have made you exceptionally happy this year? So we're talking 1st of January to the 22nd of June, 2022. Well, uh, thanks for that question anyway. But it's, um, to be honest with you, I, I didn't, I wanted to think about it, but I thought, no, what's there to think about? You see, what has made me exceptionally happy is that I am here now, this moment. That's the first one. I'm here now. Every day is a gift, you know, so I can't ignore that. Uh, I'm not going to pretend and say, oh, that has made me happy. That is made... No, the key thing for me now is this present moment. This is a huge opportunity to speak to everyone on stage here, Annie, Adam, Dave, and exceptional Richmond. Well done. Thanks, Patricia, for inviting me. This is, uh, it's a blessing and it's a huge honor to be here. So it's made me so happy. The being in the moment and answering this question is just incredibly happy. Now, the second one is um, my daughter who lives in Dubai, is just got a new job, you know, which is brilliant. You know, it, the reason I say it's, it's, it's just this word, I need a word more than brilliant for it because um, she's been in um, a property business herself. She's, um, she manages, or she's a marketing uh, director for the biggest uh, property, it's called Property Finder and Mortgages in Dubai. She left from the UK four years ago to live in Dubai and she's been doing that, uh, been in that space for a long time. And, um, and she wanted to change career. 
um, not because she didn't like what she was doing, but uh, she enjoyed it, uh, but she had some issues and she thought, mom, I'm going to have to change. Um, and recently she just got a consulting job. So she'd be consulting for, you know, uh, for four countries, Australia, Singapore, Bahrain and, and Dubai. So she's, she's doing so well. And so that the, it brings me joy to know that, you know, the product, the work that we've invested in children does come back. And when it does come back to you, uh, it's a blessing, it's a gift. And so I appreciate, I'm so happy that she's moved on to somewhere where she's just like me. She's, she, she does want to add value to people's lives. It's exactly the sort of thing that I did, you know, about 26 years ago, I set up a charity. I was going to gather all the leprosy victims in Africa and I was building a home for them because I knew they didn't, they couldn't do anything with their hands or their legs, but I knew they were intelligent. I knew they could do things with themselves. So I set up the African Leprosy Resettlement Trust Fund, which would allow me to be able to, you know, um, spend my money to create a school and a hospital for them where they could do things and a huge area of land where they could actually do things for themselves because they had that stigma that, was, that did not allow them to do things with, the other, with people in the community. So that's something that I've always loved to do. And I'm, I, because my daughter was quite young when I started, she saw me, you know, grow with her. She saw me being interviewed or followed around by pressmen in Nigeria and in Kenya when I was setting it up. So she knew what my values are. She knows that I, I love to do that, that for the rest of my life, I want to contribute to people who are disabled in that way especially in the African space. So, and then having got this job now where she can actually, you know, work within four countries, I think she'll be able to do something, you know, carry on my legacy of looking after people who are disabled in uh, other parts of the world. So those are the happiest moments of my life. The first one that I'm here now, and I'm happy to be talking to everyone who is listening to me in the future or now, and that my, my daughter is able to carry on with where I'm living off from thank you patricia Over wow you. i that's all i can say so let me just repeat the name of the charity african leprosy resettlement fund is is that correct did i get it correct it is that's how i set it up so uh, uh, uh okay. yes that's the african it's called alert alert f a l e r t dash f wow Okay, brilliant. So, you know, people, if you're listening to this, either in the room or you're going to be listening via the podcast in the future, if you want to, you know, kind of like support Pat with this charity, that's what you look for. It's called African Leprosy Resettlement Fund and it's called Alert hyphen F. So that's A-L-E-R-T hyphen F for Freddie. Great Can I just stuff. say, Patricia, yeah, sorry, yeah. that the website has been down for a long time and obviously because I was going through some stages in life. So I'm going to put it up now, now that, you know, um, my daughter is, you know, has hinted that I've got to go back, you know, uh, to that. So it's not up at the moment, but it will be. But that is the key thing is, you know, if you look up um, uh, companies or charity registrations, it's already registered in Nigeria because I did quite a lot of um, uh, television interviews and uh, for you know raising um, the awareness of the stigma that was uh, that was not highlighted in our society about leprosy and what it could do to uh, these people mentally. So um, I've got a lot of um, not podcasts but obviously 
television recorded conversations and um, events that I had in those years, and that was years ago. But so it's not live at the moment. That's all I wanted to, you know, let yourselves know. Over to you, Patricia. Oh wow! Thank you very much. Do you know? It would be good, actually, if you could also link it to your website, which I've posted a link of above. And then, you know, people can just see who you are, which is you, you, you are quite true. You, you know, you're right when you, you say you're about love, you're about appreciation and you're about joy. And, you know, I'm I'm I feel, you know, quite happy to be talking to you today, you know, in, as, as part of the guest series. Okay, so your next question, and this is your penultimate question, then there'll be one more and that will be it regarding the questions that we can talk about what you do in property. Right, so the third question is this, tell us about your worst guest experience and why you consider it to be the worst one that you've had. Oh, <laughs> that was a good question. It was actually quite recent. Um, and the, 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 I wouldn't say worse because the words that I, I try not to use are good and bad. I think they are relative to people uh, or the worst or the best situation. I think, again, they're relative to our thoughts, our thinking and where we are, what stage we are at at any point in time. Um, so I don't use that, but I, I would say why it didn't sit in well within my heart. Um, for those of you that are listening to me now, now and in the future, you could see probably through me that I really, um, uh, um, I mean, just like everybody else, it's not just me, there's nothing exceptional about me, is that I really am true love from the heart. I love people, you know, and I, I, I do love people because I know they love me too, but when things happen, when you can see that, you know, some things don't sit well, sitting well with you, I've always said, there is a reason for that, that is coming from the person, whoever is doing something, that you don't know what is driving them. You don't know what is within them, what is going on in themselves. But it's only to forgive them and move on. It's accepting, accepting any situation, any part of our lifetime as just being what it is and then moving on rather than sitting on it and griping about it. I don't do things like that. So in, in retrospect, and going back to your question is, this particular, what happened was that because people take advantage of us, you know, for instance, when they know that you're called my name, they, sorry, the name of my business, Love, um, Love and Peace Homestay and Love and Peace Cottages, comes from the heart. And I, I just want to give. I can't stop. You know, I know people want to give us away. I know we're all the same. So I got that name, Love, Peace, Joy, and Gratitude. So that's why when I come on Clubhouse, I'm always saying I'm looking for a four-bed house because those are the four values I'm espousing. So in all my properties, once you go in, that's what you get and that's what you see. And that's People tell me, oh, what, as soon as I got here, I felt peaceful, really peaceful, and I felt love, which is what I really wanted to do from the beginning. I've always wanted to be that. And then that goes back to what I started with the charity, with leprosy. I wanted to give as well. I, you know, as I'm talking to you, I feel very emotional because I can't give enough of me, you know. So I brought that into the business that I'm doing because I know that uh, creatively, I can, you know, show the world who I, what I am and who I am through these things. So the, the point was that these people take advantage of it. You know, I don't know what is going on in their mind, but this particular incident was, or this particular case was, 
when guests come to me, because my properties are all within the same area, all in Kent area, I use them to you know do quite a lot of things. I walk around all of them too in the mornings uh, and check on people and check on properties, check on the stuff that I use. Um, so people sort of take advantage because you are love, peace, joy, you, are, you want to show that. They really take advantage of the fact that they think you you you're helpless. You th or they think that you can't do anything. They think that you've got a limit to what you can do. You know, sometimes they don't understand that you are fire as well, though. You know, you could be love, you could be peace, you could be joy, you could be right. But you are fire. You can be fierce at some stage. But I don't throw that at people. So when they come to me, they want to take advantage. I can see that. But I, I just think, you know, it's life. You're here today. You may not be here tomorrow. What's the point? Do what you want to do. And I make everyone who come into my space to understand that, you know, where they are in any of my properties, in any of my business areas, where you are is where you should be. And if you want to abuse that situation of what you're doing, then you're doing it to yourself. You're not doing it to the other person because you are the one taking the, the, the responsibility. You're taking the grab. You're taking the angst. But the other person that you're trying to do that thing to, to hurt don't know that. So invariably, you are taking the problem. You are taking that on yourself. So when they come into a space, they know that this is what I espouse, love, peace, joy, and gratitude. And they think, yeah, they, you, you know, they want to tell you that you're not that or you are that, but they take advantage. So this incident, this guest checked in uh, to one of my properties and it, it's quite local. And I, as I probably said in Clubhouse, I take on specific areas because those are the areas of guests that I understand, or areas of business people that I understand, teachers, uh, people in medics, especially doctors, therapists, uh, doctors coming from different parts of the world, sort of know me now because in all the three hospitals we have, I've left messages there. So they contact me. So I understand that area because I'm a healthy lifestyle person. So being that, I do understand in a way how they work. Well, with educators, with teachers, I understand how they work because I've been an ex-teacher. I'm businessmen too, businessmen and women. I understand how they work and they're thinking. So I thought I'll work around these three parameter this three framework of people and build my business around them and that's how I started but the business grew from three listings to 11 listings and sometimes we all know those of us that are in business in you know short um, stay businesses that you get voids and areas where there's no money coming in so I started taking on local people you know maybe call it Tom Dick and Harry my daughter would say you had and you had a, a, a vision of what you want to do. You now you're taking on people from all over the place. And I thought, I can't leave these places empty. So when I started taking on local people, this particular person was a local person. And what happens that weekends they go out drinking, as you all know, you know, and then they cause mayhem, which is okay. You know, it's a change of chemical in the system. That's up to you. But how you manage it is entirely up to you too. But don't throw. Don't let anyone else take the flack off you. Is my that's what I would say. So he he booked the accommodation, and um, you know he didn't come in. He said he was going to come about eight o'clock. Didn't turn up like most people do. They don't turn up anyway. But it's okay. And I'll get somebody to stay and wait for them, or leave the keys somewhere in master lock boxes and all the rest. But he didn't turn up until late. But he booked through Booking.com, and said he was only going to stay. He was going to. Um, it was one person booking not two people, um, but he turns up at 11.30 at night. And our last checkout, sorry, check-in time is 11 o'clock. He turns up, he's already been, you know, about eight o'clock, took his keys, that's fine. One person booking, we're happy with that. 
it we don't it doesn't matter it doesn't i don't care what time you're coming you've already got your keys you're adults you come in whenever you want to provided you don't check in after 11 o'clock so he comes back at about um at about um i think it was about 11 30 now he'd already been collected a key at eight o'clock like i said earlier comes back at 11 30 and he's come back with three people he'd booked for one person accommodation in one of the ensuites and he's come back with three people so i said hang on a sec You've only got, you booked for one person to come in. You've come back with three. I said, there's no room. You can't stay in a warm, in, it's a double bedroom, double bed ensuite room. You can't stay there with three people. He says, no, it's all right. We can, some of us will sleep on the floor. Some will sleep on the table. So and I'm going, no, hang on a sec. No, no, you, you can't do that. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not ethically wrong. You know, but we're the one, he says, we're the one that's going to sleep on the floor. I said, no, I understand that, but it's not quite ideal. You know, it's my, you're my responsibility here. You stay in my property. I wouldn't let you guys sleep on the floor. If you want additional room, you should have said so. I don't even have a place, but I could perhaps maybe I would have made arrangement for you to sleep in the lounge, which has uh, a sofa bed, but you can't bring in three extra people and want to sleep in the room. Anyway, to cut the story short, he said, um, he said, I'll pay extra. And I said, no, it's not the money. Keep the money. But eventually, so um, when he was leaving, he said, Yap, instead of talking to him, you know, when I said, I said to him, I said he had to leave. But, and um, when I, when he was leaving, I thought perhaps it's a good place to actually teach him some lessons. Let me let them stay, you know, because one of them said he was going to go. So they are reduced it to three people, not four anymore now, including himself. And I started having a chat. So I decided I would have a chat with them. So I said, having a chat with these three, three of them, one of them, <laughs> turned out to be a teacher, the lady, and they were talking about um, the educational system, which was okay, because it was a, a place to, you know, learn from and a place. I mean, as always, everything I do, I'll try to learn from it, or I try to, you know, teach in that situation. So they, they, I decided that three of them would stay anyway, because they're chatting, and they wanted me to drink, and I said, no, I don't, I won't drink. And um, so they stayed for the night, but what happened was that, again, like I said, I'm coming up to where they take advantage of the fact that you've called yourself love, peace, you know, love and peace. And they think, you know, they can walk all over. Sorry about that. So, um, so when it was, they talked, so what happened was that then, then I left them about 12.30 and went back to my property where I normally stay. And they were chatting all the way through. And one of the guests who was in another room called me and said, we can't sleep. Um, it was now, this time it was about 4.30 a.m. in the morning. We'll be hearing loud noises. They were chatting and discussing and doing all sorts of things. We can't sleep ourselves. So I phoned them up. They weren't answering their phone. And because my properties are all linked together, not far from each other, so I, I, I drove down to the to where they were, and then I knocked on their door. I hope you guys can hear me. I've just stopped my calls coming in. Oh, oh yeah, um, it was cutting out a little bit. All oh, right. But, um, yeah. Sorry. Okay. okay. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Then. Okay. So. Um, Anyway, so I came in about just about nearly five o'clock in the morning and it was still on. 
And then I said, oh, come in, come in. Guess you've had in, we've had enough of this now. I didn't want you to stay earlier on. We've been good friends. We've charted. All right. I think it's time to go to sleep now so the other guests can go to sleep. All right. So, and he went, no. And he said he wasn't going to do that. Anyway, so I said, uh, in that case, you have to leave then. You know, he said he wasn't living, that I wasn't saying my word. I'm supposed to be love, peace, you know, but I'm not love anything. I'm a, a nice bag. It's common. He called me names and everything. And I said, it's too late in the morning. Can you please leave? He wouldn't leave. He's locked the door. I went out briefly out of the room. He locked the door, locked me out. So they stayed, decided to stay. And then when he was, I, I thought I'd leave them, you know, for a while. And I came back, went away and spoke to the other guests who were awake. And I said, I'll come back at um, um, nine o'clock to check them out. Just make sure everything is okay. I went back there. Um, again, they'd already started talking again that morning, nine o'clock, but they wouldn't leave. I said, 10 o'clock is our checkout time. The door was still shut, so I couldn't have access to them. So the key thing was that he'd, before, when he, when he checked in, he'd left his um, passport with me because he was owing some money. So that was one of the reasons we started chatting because I thought I'd get to know them first a little bit more. So anyway, so that was it. So when I, w I came back at nine o'clock to check them out, they were still chatting, they wouldn't go. So I said, I decided that, okay, if you're not going to check out at 10 o'clock and uh, you wanted to sleep, obviously he was trying to make up for his sleep because they hadn't slept the night before. They were talking all the way through to that morning. So they wanted to sleep. So I said, we charge 10 pounds extra for you know additional stay. You'd have to pay 10 pounds till whatever time you decide to leave. So I thought, I'm not going to let this disturb my exercise, my classes. So I went to my class, my yoga class. And I came back at 12 and they were still asleep. And I knocked on their door really hard and said, come on. My cleaners have got to clean this place. You've got to leave. I've got booked. These rooms have been booked. So can you go now? And then he'd come out and he started talking, you know, about how I say I'm love, how I say I'm peace. This place is not peaceful. And he's called you all sorts of names. And I said, that's fine. You can leave now anyway. And no, I'm not going to leave until you give me my passport. I said, no, you haven't paid. Can you pay the difference before you get your passport back? Oh, no, I'm not paying it. Well, I can go and get another passport then. You can keep it. Okay, fine. Anyway, to cut the chase, they left. Fine. Before he left, he's thrown all sorts of nonsense and words at me, which is okay. Like I said, no. What is in anybody's, what is in his mind? I don't know. What is driving him? I don't know. But anyway, that's his opinion about me. So he left. Um, as I speak now, a couple of days last week, this guy phones me and wants his passport. And he hasn't mentioned anything about the, the payment what he owes. I want my passport. I've got to travel. And I said, that's up to you then. And then anyway, the key thing was that he went phone back. I worked out all the, what he owed and what I was understanding. And I spoke to him yesterday. and said, um, this is what you've got to pay. It's 200 pounds. That's what you owe. And then you can get your passport back. And he was up in the air. And again, I didn't listen to him. I just had him cut off on the phone and then said, uh, I was going to block him. I did tell him, I said, I'm going to block you. If you don't, if you want to, come back and get your passport. I'm going to give it to my lawyers and you can phone them. This is their number. You can phone them up, collect it from their office and settle the, you know, whatever amount of money you owe them. And he says, I'm going to come and get my friends to do you over. Fine. I've got cameras all over the houses anyway. So you're right. You can come and do what you want to do. But anyway, so people walk all over us because they think that the values you're trying to espouse, who you are, they think you, which is what I am, you know, 
that they can walk all over us and do things that they want to do. But again, the, the moral, the, the, the message here is that um, stick with the areas you know best, people you know, and um, don't dabble sometimes, which we do anyway, especially business people. When we are in a hard time, we try to you know, compromise uh, what we've already planned, what our visions are, which I did and I've learned from it. But again, in hospitality, uh, you know, build relationship, a long lasting relationship with your guests, customers and people around you because they get to know you more. Like I'm speaking now, these are things that you probably don't know much about me. I mean, about the, the charities and the kind of things I want to do. I speak from the heart. I don't tell, um, I don't, I, I respect everybody because I know that everyone that is in front of me that I see is like me. Um, and, you know, I show my love either way. And if people are doing things that, you know, they don't like, um, it's only because they want to take advantage. But it doesn't really matter because it comes and goes. We all go through phases in life. Life is just a phase. When these things happen, you take it as it is and then you move on. I hope that answers all our questions, Patricia. Wow. I... <laughs> oh, I wish my attitude was half as good as what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But no, well done. It must be quite difficult. And we, we'll talk a little bit more about the hospitality industry. Um, but uh, before we do that, your last question is this. Can you please tell us about your best guest experience? and why you consider it to be your best. And I know that you said you don't like using the words good, bad, best, worst, but um, you've answered the previous question really, really well. So if in the same vein, you could tell us about the what, you know, you're the best one, really, the one where when you think about it or you remember it, it puts a smile on your face immediately, that one, and tell us why. Thank you. Thanks. Um, the, well, it's not just putting a smile on my face. What it does give me, it's a bit of shiver and a bit of tears in my eyes to become very emotional. Um, because it just resonates with me. It tells me more that we're all the same, that we are the ones that put barriers in our, on ourselves, put barriers in front of us and want to, you know, run, just jump over these barriers and loops that we all put our, you know on their on our ways to experiencing life and experiencing the joy in life as it is we create all those things which are unnecessary but until we understand and know that you know we are all the creators of these things and until we hold our hands together and you know know that the love we have within us is the same love that the other person has and until we do that would we know that you know all these things are just imagination and just a way of trying to, you know, um, make ourselves feel either too important or insecure. But these experiences are just experiences that all experiences are for me are just a beautiful experience each day of my life. And I really appreciate it because it gives me time to really know more about who the universe is, what we are as humans as people as spirits so this this particular experience brings just like i said it makes me quite emotional and that is quite recent actually i mean a lot of them have made me very emotional because and it makes me even love what i do on a daily basis even more this particular one was um um the ukrainians you know when 
they said, take them on and all the rest. I mean, what came to my mind at that time was, what about other people that we've been out to have wars with or we've made to have wars in other parts of the world? Is that the same um, attitude we have towards them? Is that the same, um, um, what's, what's the word, the same privilege we've given to them too? When there was this article about taking on people from Ukraine, it's okay. I mean, we've done lots of things around the world. Have we given that attention to those people as well? But I thought when that article on Airbnb came on that, uh, we would, as hospitality businesses, we could take people from that area. You know, I loved that. It, it, it came up, it, it, I just love the idea of doing that. I love helping people. I love helping because I'm helping myself too. So this incident was, So whilst Pat is on the phone, um, sorry about so this... sorry, I'm 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 back now. Sorry, I just told them I'll call them. Okay, okay, no problem. Okay, so this particular incident was, I, one of the cottages I managed, I rented that out to, um, a family, um, of se seven, um, that had just come from Ukraine, um, they have, um, a, where the family there was a couple who were in America, who lived in America, and they brought their parents and one of their relatives. So that made them seven adults that came. And they had a dog and a cat. Um, I am allergic to cats. Uh, some cats, not all cats. Sorry, Patricia, I know you love cats in that, but I, I hope that's not the type that I'm allergic to. But some of them, <laughs> I'm allergic <laughs> to some of them. So that's why I don't keep cats. But for dogs, I love dogs. I've always lived with dogs since I was a child. So. Um, and I usually, on, on booking on Airbnb, I tell them that, you know, I love pets, they can bring their pets, but you have to specify what type it was. And they didn't tell me what type of cats they were bringing. Uh, so obviously, you know, I'll, so that I can get some antihistamines ready or get myself get myself away from that environment. Where they were quite far because they live there in the cottage, they have their own area and their garden, so I didn't have much to do with me. But sometimes, because I, I tend to walk around the properties and say hello to my guests, I would pop in and maybe say hello. Not always, uh, but anyway. So I was, I didn't know they had cats. I knew they were bringing pets, but when they did come, um, the first, the incident that made me happy was uh, coming to the first, on the arrival day, uh, there was still work going on in the property uh, because we had a party before uh, that we had to just quite a lot of cleaning. So these guests arrived at about 11 o'clock and then checking until about 12 o'clock. They were still sitting in the car you know, patiently, and um, eventually when we're ready, they came in. They came in and, you know, settled in, and I went to get the paperwork for them to complete. And when I went back to the flat, when I went back to the house, so it was a cottage, when I went back to this cottage where, where they were, uh, what I saw was the family, the mom, the two moms, yeah, the, the, the guy's mom, Alex's mom, Tatiana's mom, that's the lady's mom, and, and an auntie, they came outside, they were, they, these people had, they started working straight away. They went around the flowers because I have, as if you probably look at the cottages, you see the flowers on the cottage, the beautiful flowers. These guys started tidying up the flowers from day one. They had only left their bags in. I mean, I'd gone back there about one o'clock just to give them papers to sign. And they were already picking the flowers, um, no, picking the flowers, they tidying up, they were 
sort of removing the dead plants and um, doing all sorts of things in the garden. I'm going, wow, how many people would do this? And as soon as I got back to see them to, you know, and I saw them doing it, I just, I just, one of them came straight to me. I said, I thought, so we just hugged unconsciously. We just, you know, it's like two hearts melting together, you know, and that was there, the guy's mom, Alex's mom, hugged and then, and I'm going, thank you so much. I didn't think anyone would do this. You know, from nowhere, you've only just checked in. You're already cleaning, tidying up, you know, uh, the, the flowers, removing dead plants. And who would do this? You've only come here. You've paid 200 and, 270 pounds a night to, to stay here. Are you already doing this? How many people would do this? You know, so those are, it, it brought joy to my heart because I'm going, I'm glad I took them on. I was a bit wary about, you know, I thought I would help. But, you know, why, why is the government putting so much emphasis on Ukraine? They've done so many things. Why are they not taking other people from other parts of the world anyway? You know, was my idea at that time. But, you know, that these people would do things, you know, for me, these people I didn't know before, that they've come here, and I'm, you know, I'm glad I've taken them on, that, you know, how people can express themselves. It's not your house. You stay in there for a few days, but you've turned the place into a home. It's so beautiful. And uh, it made me so happy. And that gave me... Uh, something that I'll never forget that, you know, anywhere you are, wherever you are, is a home for you. Make it a home, you know, so that the light and the love will shine through you. So that's my little story there, Patricia. Wow. Thank you. And, you know, I'm glad that they felt comfortable enough to do what, you know, what they did. Um, because uh, it, war is not pleasant at all. You know, I've been fortunate. I've never been in a war zone, but, you know, and most people haven't, but we can all imagine what it must be like. So for them to leave, you know, Ukraine and, you know, come here and feel comfortable to do that is a testament to, 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 to the vibes that they got off of you. So, yeah, thank you for sharing uh, that with us. And, you know, thank you for answering your questions. So, Going into more of your property stuff. So you are into hospitality, serviced accommodation, which is a bit of a buzzword at the moment. Everyone's saying, oh, do you know, I'm going to go into service accommodation. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But you, again, in just answering your questions, you've highlighted the realities of being in the industry, some of the challenges that people face and you know, I, I, I don't consider myself to be negative. I consider myself to be, to be factual, to be just, you know, wanting things to be how they are, of wanting to have a balance, which is why it does worry me a bit when people only talk about the advantages, because there are lots of people, and it is, it's a bit unfortunate, but there are people who will only hear a fraction of what there is to hear on a particular subject and they go away and they start to act on it. But that's not the full picture. And, you know, I love that, you know, you've shared with us a not so good experience and an amazing experience at the same time. And that is just life, isn't it? There are ups and downs in all aspects of life, ups and downs in all aspects of business. And it's about people, you know, trying to make sure that their ups are more than their downs. 
and this is what this is what I describe as you know the winning scenario which I've stolen from someone actually it was one of my builders a plasterer who used to say Patricia we're still winning we're still winning and it just it just made me look at things differently which is you know sometimes things don't go the way that you expect them to go but you look at the situation in the round and if there are more positives than negatives by goodness you know you are still winning so take every win take everything that's positive and just run with it um so thank you pat so now hospitality business tell us a bit about it you you've told us some already which is absolutely great you've even given us some figures so for a cottage they were paying 270 pounds you know per night which you know some people will sit down you know by their calculators or you know figures people will work that out in their heads and they will say all oh, right that times 30 that's what i can get a month from a cottage but tell us about the reality of being in this in this industry wow in thanks patricia this is an opportunity i wish there were more people i'm glad it's a podcast so people can listen and listen from somebody who is right at it right into it um hospitality business is it's it's a very challenging business in terms of you have to be out there you have to be in it you have to love what you are doing you know it's it's not just you know these hypes we get in property business about uh, the figures how much you make and how you do it there is always work behind it and that work has got to be done before you actually get to this real mccoy you know these names and things that you want to get and how much you're going to make it's not easy at all i mean i know that we can paint it as much as we want to you know for me as an individual who's been i've been in education i've been in engineering i've been in marketing i've been in 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 training you know i understand you know the cycle of things and you know and in business you know and i don't hype up these things and i do it as they are realistically as they are as it is to me real i mean the reality is for me not for anyone else because things are different you know within us all we have our own ways of saying things so the reality is with hospitality business i mean that is you have to be in it what i meant was you know you have to be ready for it my aspirations and are that i am working on getting to hotels am i going to retire into hotel into a hotel where I, I would have my own place and then live you know a comfortable lifestyle so that's why i'm starting off from where i am now so it isn't it isn't a business that you know people have different ways of doing business it's up to them you know you can be an investor in the business you can be uh you can be managing the business you can be you know you can be doing all sorts of things within the business but get yourself ready you know once you get yourself ready and you're sure you're going to enjoy what you're doing that is the sweet soft sorry the sweet spot you have to enjoy what you're doing and i completely enjoy what i'm doing because it just goes in way it rhymes well with my like what I, I want to do what my aspirations in life are because i've always said that we are the creators of our own realities you create what you want the universe makes it happen for you it's already there you have to take what you want if you don't take it it doesn't happen so um i it's a very very uh, difficult business to be in because either you're dealing with all sorts of things and people especially um so the, the what i've done with because I do, like I said, I've always said it, you know, I do, I use, I take on, I mean, when I started the business, I wanted to take on properties 
and I put aside 20,000. I didn't want to exceed that. All I said was, I'm going to take on a property with 5,000 pounds on purchase lease option and walk my way through for the next five years. My targets are five to 10 years, five years, and I will acquire this property. So I've gone with that model, with that model for myself and I've set it up and that's exactly what I want to do. So which meant my 20,000, I was going to use sufficiently is 15,555 for three properties. And then a year after, go on to the next one again, put in 5,000 or, you know, depend on what the property values are. And property values have gone up for a long time, for in the last two years now. So my target has to be, you know, stretch a little bit to meet the values that are in the area. So uh, using purchase lease option, that was what I wanted to do. Just put in five grand as a deposit or whatever paperwork I've got to do around that property. If that didn't work, I'll do rent to rent. And if the rent to rent doesn't didn't work, I will do, I'll take on a property, I will flip it like I've done flips in the past, or take on a property and then just do service accommodation. So those are the areas I always wanted to work in. They're all related, they're all the same thing. But you have to be in that business. You really have to understand what you want out of it. And because I was building up to hotels, these are the areas that will help me to build up to what I want to do. And so the deposits were there, were already there, the plans were already there, but not always would we have things work out the way we set them out to be, as we all know in business anyway. So how I do it is just exactly how I've just said it. You know, it's, it seems simple, but there is work behind it. There is relationship building, there is marketing, there is admin, there is, you know, finding JV partners, which is sometimes very challenging because people need to understand who you are, what you want to get before they'll be able to work with you. And those are the obstacles, those are the teaching problems you have in, in, you know, starting off a business, like in my case. So, um, so the good part over the good part is that I, when you decide, in my case, I decided this is what I wanted to do. And I worked myself out to a point where I've created a sort of narrow road for myself where I could sort of uh, um, weed, you know, prune the grass, uh, the, the trees and everything as I walk my way through to achieving the thing that I want to achieve, which is towards hotels. So I've used purchase lease option, uh, which is what I see used to now. I use rent to rent, which is what I see used up to now. And then uh, I, I do service accommodation. Mainly my, my model, uh, like, you know, which is works, which works around the four beds, four pillars of, for me, is a four bed house. And they, I'll give them all names to what I espouse, love, peace, joy, and gratitude. And then use whatever value of money that I'm getting from that, put that into a pot to start another one again. So it's like a chain I'm building up to a chain of one to the other one to the other one to the other one. Um, and I just monitor what comes out of it in terms of what are, what am I getting out of it? Is it fulfilling what I wanted to do? Is it meeting the lifestyle that I wanted to be, I wanted to live? Is it helping me to build up to the charity that I want, people that I want to look after? Is it helping me to, you know, leave something on this planet that will help other people as humans, as people, as, you know, so those, are uh, uh, things that I ask myself. So, uh, in my business, um, which is more like a homestay, I call it a homestay because that's where I started from. When I started, I started with just one property and I just went on to the other one side. So like I said, I had three listings. Now I've got 11 listings on the major portals and it's um, 
it's got more more challenging. Uh, I knew that when I started, it wasn't quite easy because my my daughter said, um, "How can you move from three to you know this number?" I said, "Don't worry. I've already when you get the basics right. When you you've worked on the basics. I've been in the business for nearly nine years. I worked on the basics. I knew what I wanted to get at, and I worked towards it. And I'm still working at it. You know, we're all work in progress every day. And um, and boy, it's been it's been challenging, but it's been fun. Fun because um, I enjoy every moment of it because I wanted to enjoy it because I still want to enjoy it. Uh, I don't look at the obstacles that you know I am faced with. Uh, sometimes I do ask myself, do I need to be here? And I, you know, sort of beat myself out of it. Yes, I do, because I love what I'm doing. And um, I, I still love what I, what I want to do, and I'm working towards that. So it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult business, but you have to get yourself ready with the fact that uh, it, you have to love what you're doing. And once you love what you do, then everything else will just fall into play. And that's exactly what it is with me and hospitality. I get to learn more about people. I get to relate to it more. I get to relate more with people and I get to see them from the core, who they are as true representation of God. And, and that's for me, that's love. And, and I won't go away from this space at all because this is the only way I can true. I can really show who I am from within. So it's a great business to be in, but it's a lot of hard work because uh, people are different. And um, um, I've always said, you know, you wouldn't know what is going on to the other person's mind, but you know yours. And if you know who you are, you know what you want to give, then everything else will fall into play for you. I hope that answers our question, Patricia. Over to you. Wow. Wow. Do you know, every single thing that you've spoken about, you've just given so much information. Anyone who, who is interested in this area will have so much to gain from actually listening to what you've said. Thank you very much for, you know, for, for doing that. And thank you for being so open and, and so generous um, with what you've been talking about. But can I just ask you one more thing? So in terms of, you, you mentioned it initially about how you maybe kind of like changed things around a bit um, because of your occupancy rates. Now, can you tell us about that? What is the norm for your business? How do you make it work for you? And um, anyone going, you know, into this area, you know, for the first time, what do you think they can actually expect? Oh, thanks, Patricia. That's a great question. You see, the, the thing is, expectations are down to what you have set out by yourself to achieve. And it doesn't go past you. What is yours would always come to you. You set the expectations but you have to set the work right. So what I expect, what are the expectations? I don't know, we all have different expectations. Uh, but for me, it has to be what you want to achieve. So there, for instance, in, in, um, well, in hospitality, which is what I know and love so much now, is if you wanted to uh, start with getting, um, doing short rent, short let accommodation like I do, um, the best thing to do, I mean, the what I would expect, what I would expect myself to do, because I'm only going to give myself as an example, uh, what I would do is, again, decide on what model you want to, uh, what you want. And that model has to be, it has to be in relation, it has to relate to what your true values are, what you really want to achieve in life, what you want, what you love to do. 
there's no point cut and don't cut corners don't just cut corners and say you want to do this you want to do that so make ends meet no decide once you decide the universe opens it up to you it might be slightly challenging initially but you'll get there anyway so if i was going to start for instance what i'm doing i will give out patricia is a it's a beautiful thing you do in the podcast it's a good place to share so the thing with me is that i don't mind sharing you know, uh, uh, you know as, as an ex-teacher, I can do all sorts of things. I can share so much information. I share values. It doesn't bother me because it's here to be shared anyway. Somebody else had done all the hard work for me to gain those experiences and those, uh, va- those points. So I share it. So once I've shared it, I'm gone. I'm moving on to the next thing because that's where the world is. That's where life, that's what, that's where life is sweet, where you're sharing. Uh, so I don't mind sharing. So you know, if you want to go into this sort of space with, uh, of business, it's be clear in wh- what you want, what you really want. And you can start with taking on, um, if you want to do rent-to-rent, that's easy, easy-peasy. Um, I know it might be challenging to get a rent-to-rent property initially, but once you get it, all right, you need to start with, understand, start with you know, um, um, registering them with the portals. Because that's a good way to ease or to free yourself from all the hard work, you know, the, of marketing, of selling, uh, is a good place. So if you get it, for instance, a two bed, even if it was a two or three bed place, you can put it in either Airbnb or, or uh, Booking.com. I'm a great fan of Booking.com because I was when I started, I wanted to make sure it was a business, and I, I've done it. I started with Airbnb, but then when I went to Booking.com, because I wanted to run a business, not um, a hobby, so I used Booking.com, and I found that it was it was good for me. It is good for me, because most of the things that you have to do is on Booking.com. You can do your management, you can do your selling. They do the selling, you pay them. But just remember why I said it's a business that when you're doing any kind of business, you need to think about sharing. Everybody will go to take, everybody on the chain of the business would have to take a little piece of the pie. And that's what happens with Booking.com. It's a great, it's a a huge amount of money they charge you, 18 to 20% to list your property. Uh, But what they don't do is that they don't share the information that they get from the guests with you. So those are the things that you have to come around. So make sure that you tap into the getting the the information of the guests that are coming to stay in your property. Start with a small property. I started with quite small, you know, listing only um, a house we had, uh, a masonet actually. And then we started from there. And uh, when I started with Airbnb, it was like a hobby, but as I changed to Booking.com, it was more professional. And I had enough time to shift from things because they were doing some of their work. All I would need to do is go into my area and do my, look into the accounting work, look into the work that I have to do and then change things around. And then they just do the business. They take their commission, simple. And everybody in everything else, the cleaners take their thing, the, uh, my maintenance people take their thing, the utilities take their money. Um, it, it's just like that. So it's a pure business. So for instance, if you go, so, so let's say for instance, for uh, argument's sake, you, you got a thousand pounds, you want any thousand pounds from a property, a, a two bed property, all right? You list it in booking.com. Or you listen, Airbnb takes only about 10%. Listen, booking.com, you, you're gonna, you'll be giving out about 18 to 20%. Uh, you, you've got cleaners to pay, but don't worry about the cleaners because you can do most of them yourself. Depending on how you want the business, are you managing it or are you going to get somebody to do it for you? You're going to get a, manage, a project manager or company who manages project, uh, a project for you. Um, so 
once you've done that, you take out all the pies for everybody else. You see what is left and then you can work with that. Or if you can't work with that, then aspire to get a second property on a third property. So it's only, uh, it's a baby walk. I don't, I mean, it's nice to jump into investment, get a huge area and bring people in and then say all sorts of things and tell stories. You know, you've got to be true to yourself. You see, I, 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 at my age now, I'm usually, I just want to be true to myself. I know, because I know what I want. So that's why I said clarity is very good. Be clear on what you want. You know, it might be um, a slow start, but be very clear on what you want. If you want to run it as a business, go the business route. If you want to run it as a hobby and you've got other businesses or you've got work to do on the side, then do it that way. Then make sure that it gels in with your values. What do you want in life? Because if you're not clear on what you want, how can you get it? The universe has given everything you ever want, but you have to say, this is what you want. And it'd be right at your doorstep. Wow. Okay. So... If like somebody's going into this and uh, you know afresh, and they say I want a hundred percent occupancy, how realistic might that be based on your experience, based on what you do? No, there isn't a hundred percent occupancy. You couldn't get that in our business in hospitality. You'd never get a hundred percent occupancy. Don't let anyone deceive you. Don't all this. That's one thing I have about training session. Being a, an ex teacher myself. I understand that, you know, you can say all sorts of things in teaching, you know, in, in, in sharing knowledge and all that. But you've got to be true to yourself about how realistic is that, all right? Um, no, you can't get 100% occupancy rate. No, that does not happen because we have cyclical things. We have things that are going, we have weather, we have all sorts of things. We have things unknown. How can you get 100% occupancy? In hospitality, no, that wouldn't happen. The key thing is that you need to focus on in hospitality if you're wanting to do, um, you know, property business around Airbnb and Booking.com and Verbo and all the rest. Is bear in mind that your key period, your periods are summertime. That is when we make a huge tons of money, and you've got to provide for, you know, make allowances for things when the weather is not as good as it is now. Okay, so work towards that. You know, sometimes that's when that's when I tend to go away. Now travel around. You know, when it's it's getting when it gets very cold, go to Dubai or go to Bahrain to see my kids. So these are times that I I, I make allowances for. So you don't get hundred percent occupancy. You can achieve, possibly can achieve seventy percent. All right. Um, from my experience of nine years being in the in hospitality business, I'd never had a hundred percent. I know that people say they can do it, but I have looked at the the, the how they've said they could do it. And I don't think that is quite possible. I mean, I know you could register with companies, you know, so long as they give you what you want, but you, you have to decide on, are you going to be making enough profit from it? Are you going to be paying the project, people who are running the projects for you? Decide on what you want. But I know that realistically, I can get up to 70% occupancy rate, but there are more work involved. So you've got to be, you've got to brace yourself for that. See, for me, it's not, um, uh, it's a business of lifestyle, relationship building, of just spreading my words, my love, my, sharing my, my values, that's all. So, but I can squeeze it, I can, I can stretch myself, you know, as I am doing now, summertime, which is, which is great, up to 70%, maybe 80% if I push it, because then I'll focus more on my, my clientele, uh, which are mainly uh, people coming up, uh, doctors coming from abroad. I sort of target people who are coming from uh, Jordan, 
and again, Ukrainians are, are bringing more professionals into the area in medics. So, I mean, I can stretch it, but I have to get more properties, which is what I'm looking for. But at the moment, you know, 70%, 80% maximum, but not 100%. Even hotels, not 100% through the year. At peak times, yes, we can get peak times. These have been stretched. About, most of my properties are all completely full as it is now. And all those calls you saw me, you know, you saw get, I'm getting in. It's just calls from people who want to stay. And I don't have any accommodation at the moment. So um, I know you'd say, why not? So you're getting 100%. Yeah, 100% for a short period, but not through the year. Uh, that doesn't happen in hospitality. Um, over to you, Patricia. Wow, thank you. So there it is, the truth of it. So if you're looking to get into this area, this is for people who might be listening, either in the room or in the future, please do not base your figures on 100% occupancy because people who are doing it will say you will not get 100% occupancy. But we are now, we've gone over the hour which is great because there's just been so much to learn from Pat. But Pat, if there's someone in the audience or somebody listening to the podcast, which will be released on Wednesday, so a week from today, and they want to contact you, are you in a position to actually help people, guide them, maybe, you know, kind of like, you know, share your, your experience and your knowledge with them? Are you? And if so, how might they best contact you well thanks for the opportunity patricia i've always um i wanted to prepare myself to this stage where i could actually add value to other people's lives um in a way that i would thoroughly enjoy and feel you know fulfilled and so i'm coming to that stage now i didn't want to start doing it even with my educational background at, at the third or the fourth year in business i wanted to be comfortable that you know, I have all the things laid out, the things laid out in a platter uh, that I can share with people. So I'm, I'm there now. So they can, they can contact me if they want to. I mean, I've had somebody who contacted me yesterday. I was interested in, in, um, in, um, in. She wanted help because she's got a four-bed house, which is great. So I'm at that stage where I can help now. So if anybody wants to reach me, yeah, they can just drop me a line by email or by calling me directly. Um, but please remember that between 9.30 and and 1 o'clock, I don't, I'm at the gym. I won't be able to take any calls or anything. But between 1 and 5 or 1 to 7, I'm solidly working so I can take calls and sp speak to people anytime. So my phone number is always on my website or, um, you know, my the Love and Peace Homestay. Thank you, Patricia, for posting this here. Love and Peace Homestay was where I started from. Uh, and I got Love and Peace Cottages. And so, yeah, you can contact me by email or by phoning, like I said, phone me anytime after one o'clock or one thirty, and um, or send me an email or here on Clubhouse on UK Properties, um, UK Property Secrets. I'm always here every morning uh, with Patricia. Uh, lovely to see you, Suzanne, and Suzanne, who is on stage as well. And Dave, I see you every morning. Adam, well, um, I hope you all can come to the guest house too here come to Opington to the Love and Peace Cottage to have a good time. I'm releasing uh, something for everyone to come and have a good time this summertime where you can explore what I do and stay in the cottage for one night if you want. Thanks, Patricia, for the opportunity. Lovely to wow. be here. Well, there we are. An offer, a, you know, an intro, a new thing coming up and you heard it first here. So the website that Pat spoke about is Love and Peace 
lovealpeacehomestay.co.uk. So that's all one word, loveandpeacehomestay, all one word, .co.uk. And you can email Pat at pat at loveandpeacehomestay.co.uk and her number for people who might just be listening and they're too lazy to go onto the internet is 07305, which is on her website, 123436. That is 07305, 123436. So this recording is going to be on Clubhouse for the next week um, until it goes into the podcast on Wednesday, from which point it will then be deleted off of Clubhouse. And the only thing that's left for me to say is, Pat, thank you for doing this with me. And if you're not already following Pat and you're in the room, just tap on her face and follow, you know, follow her. And, you know, if you want to kind of like listen to what she's talking about on Clubhouse, tap on the bell icon as well. And then you will get notified every time that Pat is speaking. And next week, oh, next week, I've got the last of this particular series. And I'm going to be talking to Anthony Davies. Now, Anthony Davies is a financier. He he lends people money. He JVs with people. Do you want to find out what his criteria are? Maybe pop in next week, 12 noon on Wednesday, and then I'm taking a six-month break. But the guest series will be back, by God's grace, January 2023. So, everyone, thank you for you know spending your afternoon here with myself and Pat. And I look forward to seeing you next week on Wednesday. And after that, next year by God's grace. Pat, thank you very much. Thank you too for inviting me, Patricia. It was a lovely time to be here. Honestly, it was. I mean, I would I would um, live to remember this because it's a place where I've been able to share who I am and more to come. So if you're interested in, in mentoring um, or wanting to be trained on, in um, um, in um, in um, service accommodation, sorry, in guest houses and uh, homestays, please be in touch with me. Um, and thanks for recapping my telephone number, Patricia, which is 07305 123436. Uh, pat at loveandpeacehomestay.co.uk or info at patriciacesar.co.uk. Either of them will come to me. But it was a great time. Thanks for, and I feel very honored. Thank you all for listening to. Bye. Thank you.